0: Much of the southern United States is sweltering under a code purple. That's the EPA's most severe air quality category. Even healthy people are advised to stay indoors, but there are problems with that. Weatherizing your home can help keep you cool, but as we just heard in Jeff Young's story, there are pitfalls to that. Another way to go is to build a super-efficient home from the ground up. Sure, it's expensive and many of us can't afford it, but the payback can be quick as Laura Turner Seidel learned when she built Eco Manor in Atlanta. It was the first gold-lead residence in the American Southeast. The design won a gold seal of approval from the U.S. Green Building Council. Laura Turner Seidel chairs the Captain Planet Foundation, which supports environmental programs in schools. And she recently spoke with Living on Earth's Steve Kerwood. Laura, your house, which you call Eco Manor, has all sorts of green building and energy efficiency features. Why did you decide to build a LEED-certified home?
1: Well, it was an evolution of our ethic. Uh, We started out learning about the environment and its challenges in a hands-on kind of way. When we were young, we picked up bottles and cans and turned it in for a bottle deposit, If we got cold, uh, we would put on a sweater. We just didn't run to the thermostat and turn it up. We didn't waste anything. You know, my parents and grandparents were raised during the Great Depression, and it was really an issue of morality. I mean, you didn't waste food. You didn't waste money. um, You didn't waste resources. So my husband and I really were very committed, uh, both of us, to lightening our pollution footprint and uh, limiting our use of resources. And building an eco-friendly house was just part of that evolution. And we wanted to take the house and make it a model for others.
0: And you and your family not only live in Eco Manor, but your home is actually, what, kind of a blueprint, an educational tool for builders and architects, uh, landscapers, uh, homeowners uh, to promote green building practices, I gather.
1: When we started, there wasn't a blueprint, so we wanted to share as much of what we did with the community uh, as a, and beyond as possible. We just opened our home, basically, to get as much information out uh, to the public.
0: You're in Atlanta. It's hot there in the summer. What efficiencies does uh, your eco-manor have that, that helps you deal with all that southern summer heat?
1: Well, um, let me tell you, it's hot and it's getting hotter. We've had the warmest spring on record. 48 states in the U.S. uh, are in the same boat as Georgia with the hottest uh, spring on record. But needless to say, we have programmable thermostats, which is something that anybody can do for an investment of $25. You can actually save about 10 to 25% on your electric bill. You just make sure that you turn up the thermostat a couple of degrees. Don't keep it in the 60s and low 70s. Uh, That is a big energy suck. Make sure you close your curtains uh, during the day to keep the heat out. Plant trees close to your house. It will help shade your house. We use uh, geothermal, which is a lot more efficient than kind of conventional ways to heat and cool your house. And
0: geothermal is kind of guilt-free, right? Because you've got to run the system all the time for it to really be efficient, right?
1: That's right. And geothermal is just really a looped-in system, a series of wells, where water runs through and it cools to the temperature of the earth, which is a constant temperature of about 58 degrees. So it's much more efficient to heat and cool your air Coming off that temperature than you know the extremes of a, a cold winter or a, a very hot summer, so it is much more energy efficient also you know a great thing for people to do, and a lot of local utilities will come out to your house and do an energy audit, which to me is like low hanging fruit because then you know where you 're losing your energy efficiency, and you can uh, choose to spend your money to have the biggest impact.
0: Now, what did you do to save on your water bill?
1: Some of the things that we did, other people can do too. And I know that there are incentives pretty much nationwide and rebates given to upgrade your toilet to make sure that you're using a low flow toilet. And if you change out your toilets from the seven gallon old fashioned toilets and, and get upgraded to the one to two gallon per flush toilets, you can save between twenty-five and forty thousand gallons a year. Also, low flow shower heads have a very fast payback and uh, you can get them as cheap as like ten bucks and pay yourself back in less than a week, really. So, you know, there are simple and easy things you can do. Um, washing machines, which is the second largest use of fresh water, obviously, in your house, you can save up to 7,000 gallons a year by going to an Energy Star model. So that's something that is advisable.
0: And what are some other ways to save water? They might cost a little bit more than changing out a toilet or a, or a shower head, but you can get pretty big results.
1: If you're doing some major landscaping or you're building a house, you may want to consider putting a cistern underground that can store rainwater that you can use for irrigation, you know, in the hot months of summer. You can also very inexpensively get rain barrels and store the rainwater and water your potted plants or your your garden with that.
0: Laura, you built this house, what, uh, five years ago. I'm wondering if there are any lessons that you have learned, uh, anything that you wish you had done differently based on what you now know today or your experience.
1: Well, I went and invested in all these light bulbs that are the compact fluorescent. And if I could do it again, I would have wanted to spend a little bit more or, you know, it's not even probably a little bit more. When the technology was first introduced, it was probably a lot more. But uh, the LED bulbs, you know, they don't have any mercury in them, so you don't have to be as careful about breakage or disposal. So that would have been one thing. And then I I wish that they had had the no VOC paints. We ended up using low VOC paints, which were really only paints on the market, but they were considerably better, much better than the conventional paints that, you know, were full of toxins.
0: And what about outside your home? Anything different you do about your yard now?
1: You know, we started a river keeper program about 20 years ago, and one of the biggest contributors to pollution in our precious Chattahoochee River uh, happens to be runoff from chemicals that people use on their lawns. And we decided to be 100% chemical free. Of course, not everybody's going to want to do that, but we've got amazing organic raised beds where we raise our vegetables and fruits, and we just got a beehive. I'm so excited about it. Uh, we have lots of clover intermingled with our grass, so the the bees, I just have all these bees uh, that love the clover, and they're making great honey for us. And we have chickens, too, and we feed them organic feed, and they give us eggs in return. We really enjoy our landscape. We're going for a sustainable sites initiative certification and hope to be the first residents in the country to achieve the certification. And it's the precursor of lead for landscapes.
0: Laura Turner Seidel owns Eco Manor in Atlanta. She's the chairperson of the Captain Planet Foundation, which brings environmental programs to schools. Thank you so much, Laura, for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Steve.
0: I'm Steve Kerwin. Coming up is environmental education failing our kids. Stay tuned to Living on Earth. Support for Living on Earth comes from Breckenridge Capital Advisors, applying a sustainable approach to fixed income investing. www.breckenridge.com The Grantham Foundation for the Protection of the Environment, supporting strategic communications and collaboration in solving the world's most pressing environmental problems. The Gordon and Betty Moore Foundation and Gilman Ordway for coverage of conservation and environmental change. This is Living on Earth on PRI, Public Radio International.